So the past uh, two weeks or so, um, our worship leader, Dylan, who is in the back, um, has been getting us out of our comfort zone and not allowing the band to be up here for a little while. Anybody else kind of had a hard time with it other than just me? It's a little hard, isn't it? You're like, man, I just, I want that so bad. I crave that. Well, uh, don't worry. Next week, we'll all be back as a full band. But um, so I just ask you to give me one more week this week. But the reason he's done that is to teach us what true praise and worship is. Because we know it's not music, right? Every nod your head. It's a lesson that we're learning. It's an expression, but it's not worship. And I'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but before we start, let's just close our eyes. Just take a minute. Close your eyes. You too. Close your eyes. <laughs> so before we start, let's just take a minute. Let's just extend our faith out there. Let's just believe for just a moment, just for the next hour. Just If you can't believe for anything else, just for the next hour, believe that God can do something in you today. Did you know that he wants to do something in your life? Did you know that? He desires that, but he can't do anything until we're ready. So Heavenly Father, we just submit to your will and to your way. Lord, let just every word that proceeds out of my mouth, let it be from you and not from me. And we just thank you for your spirit and that's working in us each and every day. And I thank you that it's going to manifest in here today. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. amen. All right, I want to uh, just take a few moments and break down a few um, churchy words, maybe, that we don't exactly know what they mean. So for the first one, let's put this one up here. Anybody know what that word is? Hallelujah. Anybody know what it means? Anybody? Talon? 10,000 phrases. Okay. Anybody else? Right? It's kind of like, I don't know what it means. We just, I've said it since I was like five and everybody else says it in church, right? I don't know what it means. So um, I'm going to break it down for you. So the first part, and by the way, I am not a English scholar or anything. Okay. So don't throw stones at me. But the first part is a Hebrew imperative commanding praise. Basically, it's an urgent verb. Everybody say urgent verb. So is that an action or is that not? It's an action. So it's an urgent verb to praise. And then the next part, and when you just add that you, all it does is make it plural so that everyone's included. So say everyone. Say that's me. That's me. There you go. All right. And the last part, the J-A-H, the Yah. It's an abbreviation of Yahweh. The J and Ys are um, ir- uh, interchangeable, which is God's personal and proper name in the Old Testament in the Hebrew language, um, which I don't know if you know this, but they didn't actually used to say God back in the olden days. But anyway, that's a whole nother lesson of itself. Yeah, <laughs> that's a whole nother thing. So, um, so if you put it all together, it means basically praise the Lord. You're like, oh, that makes sense, right? So when you say hallelujah over and over, it means 10,000 praises. It means to praise the Lord. That's all that means. But the beauty of it is that the uh, Hebrew language is so much more colorful than the American language. It's very, very interesting. Even the Greek, actually, but the Hebrew language in of itself, it has like seven. It says that um, every scripture in the Bible has seven different layers of meaning. And we just cannot only translate one. That's why there's so many different versions of the Bible. So it makes it easier to read. Maybe they translated it this way and translated it that way. So anyway, I wanted to take it all and just break it down for you. And it basically just means praise the Lord. So now you know, next week, we're going to introduce a new song. And it says hallelujah over and over. And you're like, what on earth am I singing? Like hallelujah. You're singing praise the Lord. So we say praise the Lord. All right. The next word is praise. Anybody know what that means? Anybody? Anybody? In case you don't know, I'm a teacher by nature, so I like the interaction. <laughs> anybody? Anybody? No one's brave enough? Nobody? Nobody? 
It's an expression of respect or gratitude as an act of worship. Isn't that interesting? So praise acknowledges God's bigness, God's greatness, and also acknowledges our smallness. So when we praise God, we are acknowledging and exalting his name and realizing that his name is above every name and realizing who he is and how little we are in comparison. That's basically what, what praise is. So we praise God because of who he is and what he's done. And, uh, but the problem is, you're like, okay, well, that kind of makes sense. The problem or the barrier that we sometimes experience is we don't know how to praise because we don't know who we're praising. And you don't know who you're praising until you read God's word. When you read God's word, that's when you learn and you realize that he's your provider, that he's your healer, because you read all the different stories that, hey, he's provided food for them, and he's healed them, and he's done this for them. Well, he can do that for you as well. That's what the Bible's intended for, is to show you what he's done in other people's lives so he can increase your faith and say, I can do this for you too. Isn't that awesome? I don't know about you, but that gets me excited. So God is worthy of our praise regardless of our situations. So let me be clear. Praise is not a feeling. It's an expression. See, an expression of respect or gratitude. Gratitude, thankfulness as an act of worship. Isn't that awesome? So we have to be careful to not allow our emotions to hinder his praise, hinder our praise to him based on our circumstances, right? Because he never changes. But how many know our circumstances change? Anybody else have a bad week? Anybody else's kids scream at them all day? No, no, just me. Okay, yeah, (laughs) thank you. (laughs) Well, yep, that's me. All right, so there is like so many verses in the Bible, but I just pulled out two for you for today. It says, I will, and this is in Psalms 34, one, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Everybody say continually. And on Mondays. And on Mondays. (laughs) Continue. And the next one is in Psalms 33, 3. Sing a new song of praise to him. Play skillfully on the harp and sing with joy. All right, the third word. I told you three words. So we learned what hallelujah is. What is hallelujah? Praise the Lord. Good. And what is praise? And Yeah, pretty much an expression of respect or gratitude as an act of worship. Good job. Give yourself a hand. You guys are paying attention. I'm so proud of you. All right, the third word is worship. So worship is what? It's simply your response to what God has done for you. Worship, if you look it up like in the dictionary, it basically means to give something worth or value. But this definition to me is so much more colorful. Worship is simply your response to what God has done for you. The last two weeks, Dylan's been teaching us how um, your worship extends from outside these four walls. Everybody can agree. Whenever someone arrives early to fix the coffee, they're worshiping God because they're serving someone else. When they're back there with your two-year-old screaming, they're worshiping God. When they're cleaning the floors, they're worshiping God. But you can also worship God through music. And music is the one of the only art forms really given to humanity that engages all three of your being, your spirit, your soul, and your body. It's really the only thing that can tap all three. The other thing is how many of us know anybody that doesn't like any music whatsoever? Nobody, right? Everybody has at least a style or you know something that they like, right? So music, if you think about it, it's the one thing that engages everybody. Now the styles may be different, but it's the one thing that engages everybody. Isn't that interesting? The other thing is why do we worship? Anybody know why? Like just, just stop and think about it. Why do we worship? Like, what's the point? 
What's the point of us coming up here on Sundays even and playing a song together? What's the point? Why do we do it? I don't know about you, but I've been asking that the last two weeks because I'm like, man, I've really been missing what we're doing, but I know it's not worship, but man, I miss that. Why do I miss that? Like, what, like, what is it? It took me about a week to figure it out, but it's because whenever we, whenever we do what we do up here, whatever you turn on your car, um, you turn on your radio in your car, you're at home and you just turn on some worship music, all of a sudden your three-part being is in effect. Does that make sense? All of a sudden, and all of a sudden your emotions are up and things are changing and things just, I'm getting ahead of myself, things just change. The atmosphere changes, doesn't it? I challenge you this week. Some of you guys are like, really? Does that really work? Yes, I promise. I challenge you this week. That's your challenge is to go home whenever you're having a crazy stressful day, quiet your mouth and just turn on the music, worship music, <laughs> worship music. That's the key. <laughs> so the question, why do we worship? Did you know that worship is the only gift that you can give to God? It's the only thing that you can give to him. Think about it, that you can personally give to God. It's the only thing. You can't give him anything else. You can't give him money. His streets are made of gold. I mean, come on. Anybody else have streets of gold? No? I mean, think about it. What, what else can you really give God? It's worship. Now, music is an expression of worship. It's the one thing that engages all of us, like I said, that you know, we, we all like music. John 4 says that we worship him in spirit and truth. So you're like, okay. But the problem is today's society, we don't know how to worship because we don't know who we're worshiping or why we worship. I just told you why we worship because it's the only gift that we can give back to God. But who do we worship? Well, just like when you praise, who are you praising? If you don't know the Bible, you don't know who you're praising. So you're like, hmm. So I hope that's stirring into you this week. Like, I need to go figure this out. I'm going to go learn. The main thing, um, when we worship, we also have to remember that it's not about us. It's not about our circumstances. It's not about the style of music that we like. Believe it or not, um, I have the opportunity to worship um, with our team here. And believe it or not, there's like three or four songs that I really don't like. I'm like, I just, it's just not my thing. I just really don't like that. And it's really funny when I get the song that I have to sing it. I'm like, okay, Lord, you know, I'm going to be obedient to my leader. And I really don't even like this song. But it's not about me, is it? It's not about me. You have to remember that. It's tricky, but you have to remember it. Did you know that um, when we sing and we lift our hands, that the physical sign of us lifting our hands, anybody know what that means? Hey, yeah, yeah, some of us know. Yeah, surrender. Did you know that it's that universal sign across like all different countries that that's the sign? You know, when they're in war and whatever and you see them on the videos or the movies and they're like, oh, everybody knows it. Everybody knows the sign of surrender. So we're going to use that today in, in a little bit, but... Um, you're basically, when you're surrendering, you're saying, God, I realize, I realize who you are. I realize I can't do this on my own. And then you're on the, on the, also on the flip side, you're like, God, I need help. I need help. I can't do this on my own. I don't want to do this my own way. Hmm. Did you know that when you sing, you become vulnerable? And apparently when you get up to speak about it, you become vulnerable. <laughs> Anybody know that? Anybody ever been a part of a singing group? Even for singers. Kate used to, <laughs> when we were first married, I would not sing, which is really funny because I knew that was my calling. But I was terrified. Sometimes I'm still terrified. It's funny how the enemy will do that. Anyway, that's a different message. But um, 
when you open your mouth and you're submitting to God, and you're like, okay, God, I realize who you are. I realize who I'm not. But God, I just surrender to your way. Do you know why you close your eyes during worship? Anybody? It's really simple. You cut out distractions. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I, you are like, why does Beth always have her eyes closed? Like, is she that exhausted? Like, I know she's got a four-week-old, but she's that exhausted? No, most of the time, I just need to shut out everything around me and just focus on who he is, right? Hmm. So why do we close our eyes? Why do we raise our hands? Isn't that interesting? Why are we vulnerable? Why do we, like, want to be vulnerable? Anybody want to be vulnerable? Nobody? Come on. Nobody's shouting for joy. Nobody wants to be vulnerable. Why? What'd you say? Right, not naturally. It's hard, isn't it? Yeah, it's really hard. Just like the last two weeks, it's hard coming here and not having music. Like, I kind of leave, and I'm like, man, I'm a little brokenhearted that we didn't get to that. Like, like man, I'm, I'm missing something. Like, what's the deal? But once we are become vulnerable, you know what that allows God to do? It breaks down our walls of pride and allows him to come in and do something in you and say, hey, Carrie, I've got something for you this week. I need you to go talk to so-and-so. Hey, Allison, I need you to do this and that. Isn't that amazing? And we can do all this in worship in like two seconds when we get here. But sometimes we choose to get here and we, we just arm flap or... That's really funny to me. Hmm. So why don't we engage in worship? Isn't that interesting? All right, so it said that um, we retain only 20% of what we hear. So today I got you three different definitions. So hallelujah, to praise, and to worship. So I hope you meditate on those this week. But as Amy comes up, I also have action steps. Is everybody all right with that? Say, I'm good with that. Okay, thanks for five of you. Say, I'm good with that. All right, so if you'll stand with me. I don't know. We're going to have Jody come lead a song. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry, you're front row. <laughs> So there's a story in the Bible about a king, King Saul, that was being tormented by evil spirits. Anybody ever been tormented by evil spirits? Let's be real. Anybody? Anybody had a rough week? Anybody? Yeah? Having trouble getting over something that happened a year ago? Yeah? Ten years ago? Five years ago? 20 years ago? Yeah, for the old people, 30 years ago, before I was born. <laughs> In case you don't know me, I'm just a little bit ornery, just a little bit. Anyway, there's a story about um, King Saul, and he was being tormented by these spirits, and he couldn't sleep. Anybody else been losing sleep lately? Yeah. Let's, let's just get real here. Like, anybody else? <laughs> We're laughing, like, we got newborns. We lose sleep every day. <laughs> That's not the evil spirit I'm talking about, just so you know. Okay. So anyway, so uh, King Saul was being tormented by evil spirits, and so they called upon David to come play for him. He's like, I just, I just need somebody to come play for him. Please just, just play me something. And as soon as he would play, what would happen? Anybody know the story? The evil spirits would leave. Do you know why? Because light and darkness cannot coexist. They physically cannot be in the same room at the same time, in the same being at the same time. So as soon as that presence comes through the harp and through the keys today as soon as that comes through that has to leave I don't know about you but as soon as she came up I at least was like okay I'm a little better but it's not quite gone yet it's not quite gone because you haven't done anything yet you stood up based on obedience thank you thank you for listening but there's more steps to it so just close your eyes
Heavenly Father, I thank you for your spirit. I thank you for the wonderful gifts and talents you've given us, Lord, that we can worship you in spirit and in truth. And we worship you in all different forms. But today, Father God, we're just going to take just a few minutes and worship you in song and in praise and with our physical bodies. Lord, I thank you that worship changes everything. Worship and praise gives us the perspective that we need with our circumstances. It makes us realize that, Father God, we magnify you and not our problems. We magnify you for who you are and what you're going to do in the situations that we have and that we're in. And God, we sing praises to you because it allows us to be vulnerable, Father God. And we just raise our hands and surrender to you, Father. And we say, God, we give it to you. God, I give my job. I give my family to you, Father God. I raise both hands, Lord Jesus, and I just worship you. Lord, I thank you that as soon as we start to sing this chorus in just a minute, Father, that that the chains are going to break in here and the things are going to fall off of them, Lord Jesus. I speak against every evil spirit, and I tell you, you have to go in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is above every name. It's above the name of, of the spirit of depression. It's above every sickness, every disease, every doubt, every fear. So we just speak the name of Jesus over here. Jesus, Jesus, thank you, Father. Hallelujah. 